From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Here with me today is Dr. Jeffrey Schweitzer. He's a licensed clinical psychologist in the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at Upstate, and he's the primary psychologist at the Upstate Cancer Center. And today he's going to talk about the research that he's done on the role of dreams. So thank you for being here. Thanks again for having me. Yes. Pleased to be here. So it's a fascinating um, topic, uh, the role of dreams in grief and loss. So what have you looked at? Yeah. Uh, so in my uh, doctoral studies, uh, I was introduced to post-Jungian psychology, specifically the, the work of James Hillman in archetypal psychology uh, through my mentor, uh, Dr. Roger Knudsen. And uh, for my master's thesis, uh, we collaborated on a project in which I looked at the role of dreams uh, in the calling to religious service. Okay. Hmm. okay. And we so were... So people who wanted to become priests or exactly. not? Exactly. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, he and I were talking with one participant uh, who became a Protestant minister. And... Uh, in her story of calling, you know, she shared about the, the death of her brother, to whom she was very close, okay. uh, and how dreams played a, a very important role in uh, grieving that loss and, and also her calling to service. And she also shared with us that in her ministry, you know, this is a, a very common experience that she has, um, that she will sit down with congregants who've experienced a loss, and she said to us, I always know when it's coming, because it's prefaced with, this may sound crazy, but in the context of grief. And then uh, inevitably, they go on to share, you know, I, I had this uh, waking experience of my, my loved one talking with me. Uh, I had a, a dream uh, in which they um, told me that everything was going to be okay. And these experiences with the deceased loved ones were, were deeply moving uh, and, and really uh, meaningful in terms of their grieving process. So I, I too was moved by that story and uh, for my dissertation project wanted to look more specifically at the role of dreams in the, the grieving process. Um, so... I examined the experience and meaning of dream encounters with the dead for the bereaved, and specifically I asked how and when the dead appeared to the bereaved in dreams, and second, what's the significance for the bereavement process? And to explore these questions, I interviewed four participants using something called a narrative method in which I asked them to simply tell the story of their relationship with the deceased. And I wanted to know that in order to understand how the, the character of the deceased and their relationship with the deceased informed the grief story. And, and that's the second part that I asked about. Tell me also about the story of your bereavement. So were these people who lost um, family members, spouses, children? What? Uh, yes. Uh, yes to all except children. Um, one, one young woman uh, lost her father to prostate cancer. Uh, another woman lost her uh, husband to a ruptured brain aneurysm. And interestingly, I also interviewed uh, his granddaughter, so the, the, woman's gr uh, the woman's granddaughter as well, and how both of them 
had dreams of him and how um, talking about that those dreams was profoundly healing for them as well. Um, and I, I also interviewed uh, a woman whose mother died of a, a ruptured brain aneurysm as well. So these could have been or were sudden losses and also losses that could have been anticipated. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the young woman whose father died of prostate cancer, I, I think that had happened over the course of at least several months. Okay. Um, so there also were, were dreams anticipating that loss too, okay. uh, which were significant for her. Did you find similarities in the, the narratives that you put together? Did you find similarities in them? I did. Uh, you know, talking specifically about the, the dreams, um, you know, I use this, this word phenomenology. You know, that's a fancy word of saying um, how something is experienced, okay? How something is experienced, uh, particularly in, in consciousness. And for all participants, uh, the encounter dreams were experienced as intensely vivid and felt, okay? And they were highly memorable afterwards. Uh, with few exceptions, the dreamers were all aware that their loved one had died within the dream. However, rather than diminishing the impact of the encounter within the dream, it served to amplify it. Hmm. So there was this, this double awareness. Uh, I know this person is dead, and yet I'm relating to them as if they're real. And it wasn't a sad experience. Um, the dream wasn't sad. Uh, Sometimes, in most cases, not. In most cases, uh, it was um, you know, profound loving feelings, feelings of comfort, feelings of reassurance, um, this sense that I can have an ongoing relationship with this person, that they're, they're not gone absolutely, um, that in, in the medium of dreams, you know, we can visit with one another again. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So did, were there any other findings that you took away? Yes. Uh, the deceased sometimes appeared in ways that were surprising, bizarre, disturbing, and mm. awesome, which enhanced the intensity and memorability of the dreams. For instance, the, the young woman whose father died of prostate cancer, um, he, he knocked on the, the front door to their house, the dream house, though. Know? And as soon as he stepped over the threshold, he transformed into a baby and jumped into her arms, and uh, she cradled him. And uh, I bring that up not just to to talk about the unusual forms the dead can take, but also the importance of physical contact. Uh, That physical contact within the dream can also... Uh, enhance the the felt experience as well as the the memorability and the significance. Um, I find that in in the waking experience, the bereaved are often craving that physical contact. Mm-hmm. Um, that the dead continue to be present for them psychologically and emotionally, but really they want to they want to touch them, they want to embrace them, and they're afforded that experience in the dream. That's interesting. Does it was there any meaning um, to the, the loved one becoming a baby did that do you read anything into that um is it turning back the hands of time is it hmm. or was there you know in in a way i i think that for the dead to appear in, in unusual forms like that aided the the grieving process mm-hmm. and that goes back to the character 
of the dead and their relationship with the bereaved. Uh, in this example, uh, father was the, the epitome of strength and stability for this young woman. And, and much of the distress that she experienced in the um, beginning of her grief had to do with, you know, this pillar of strength has died. So what does strength mean to me now? Secondary loss, right? Um, but for him to, to transform in that way, you know, that's transforming her role identifications with her father. Maybe um, learning that she can do it. Yes. She can. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Yes. Well, this is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with psychologist Jeffrey Schweitzer about dreams and grief. Um, so tell me about, the, you've talked about the woman who lost her father to prostate cancer. Tell me about, was it a woman who had lost her husband? Yes. To a brain aneurysm? Yes. And uh, interestingly, in that case, she had a dream. Uh, I would characterize it as a prophetic dream. Uh, two weeks before he had his aneurysm. And uh, she dreamed uh, it. She didn't see anything, but she heard his name and uh, the year that he was born. In the dream. She heard In the his dream, name. yes. Hmm. And, and she woke up and her interpretation was, oh, my God, you know, he's going to die. Hmm. And two, week, two weeks later, he did die. Um, her belief was that that message was one from God. And it, it, was, it was given to her in order to prepare her for that devastating loss. Interesting. Yes. Um, did she talk to you before, or she just related that to you afterward? Afterwards. Uh, long afterwards. Yes. So did that, she do anything with the information or the feeling that she'd been talked to by God? Did she do anything with that in those two weeks? Um, I think I think mainly she just uh, steeled herself emotionally and, and psychologically for what she believed to be this imminent loss. Wow. And uh, it did spur a lot of dialogue uh, with God, a lot of prayer um, about, well, if 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 you must take him away from me, then you're going to have to support me. Hmm. Um, and this was a, a really significant precursor to what later transpired in her grief narrative um, because this loss precipitated um, a spiritual calling for her. Really? Yes. Well, um, so it's common for people who've lost a loved one to, to dream about that person. Yes. Do the dreams happen the day after they die? Do they happen weeks later, months later? When do they come? Um, before, during, and, and after. All of the above. Yes. Okay. Um, now, I, I will say that in terms of context, uh, the dreams tended to come during periods of high emotionality. Um, usually that was the first couple of months after the death or a couple of months before the death. If, if they knew that it was coming. Okay. Um, and that was certainly the case with the, the young woman whose father died of prostate cancer. Uh, she was able to, to say goodbye to him in a dream before he, he physically died, oh. uh, which had been precluded by the, the family system and, and how they were dealing with that loss um, and, and really not able to talk about it. Uh, but she was able to to talk with him in the context of the dream. And the dreams can help people heal. 
Yes. If, if uh, okay. And for her specifically, she said that that dream afforded me some sense of closure, if you will, um, not necessarily ending that the relationship altogether, you know, but that she could have that important conversation with him. Um, and in the dream, she also gave him permission to let go. You know, the, he is the, the strong man, as, as we talked about, sure. and he had been fighting cancer all the way. Um, and I think suffering in, in large part because of that fight. So if the dreams that people experience can be helpful in healing and, and soothing somewhat, um, is there a way to precipitate them, to make them happen every night? Mm. Unfortunately, um, that I didn't find that. Um, and that's part of what made the dreams so significant, uh, is that um, they just kind of seem to, to come out of, well, I won't say nowhere. The, the dreams did tend to come when the, when the bereaved needed them most. Huh. Uh, however, uh, th there's nothing that they could do to really force that, um, except to perhaps attune themselves to their emotional suffering. Um, and, and longing for, for the deceased. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my guest has been Dr. Jeffrey Schweitzer. He's the primary psychologist at the Upstate Cancer Center. Thank you. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.